Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. The enemy is going to try to bring fears and doubts into your heart. But you have to remember to choose. It's going to be a choice of faith over fear. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy, to Timothy, he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Some of the, God has not given us the spirit of fear. So when fear strikes you, fear of death, fear of losing your loved one, fear of uh, something bad happening to you, know that that's not from God, it's from the enemy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of timidity. That means that we are not shy. Uh, about believing the word of God, standing on the word of God, that the spirit of power, some of the power, love, and self-control, because it takes self-control for you to shift from fear to faith. It takes, it takes real self-control. But I want you to know that fear and faith are opposite sides of the same coin. Job says in Job chapter 3, verse 25, he says, What I always feared has happened to me. Let me, it says, What I, some of the I. I. Then he says, Always. That means that the, the enemy struck him with fear and he took off with it and ran with it. Fear will strike every one of us. But you have to know how to switch from fear to faith. Because what you meditate on, what you ponder over always will become a reality in your life, good or bad. So Job says, what I always feared, what I always feared, what did he always fear? He was always fearing that his children would die. That something bad was going to happen to, oh, leave my job alone. Now, how about you just settle down and let me finish. And then when you have the opportunity, you can come and preach about your job. Your job went through a lot of things. Very difficult time. We are not putting this man down. But we want to learn so that we don't fall into the same trap that Job failed to. Job himself says, what I always feared, some of the, what I always feared has happened to me. You remember the Bible tells us that every time that the day, Job was a righteous man. He wasn't living a, a, a promiscuous life. He wasn't living a life of sin. But one thing was is that Job was always worrying about his children. Read the word. The Bible tells us that uh, every time that uh, the children came together to celebrate, to have a party, Job was so afraid that they made with this wrong. They made with this wrong. They made into the wrong group. And, and, and so afterwards he would go to sacrifice. Now just settle down. Enjoy those children. Remember that you were a child at some point, but you are still here. Amen? Could it be that you are here because your parents prayed for you when you were in that club, when you were in the gutter, wherever you were? None of you has ever been anywhere. 
And I know, I, I know I've all, not always been a Christian. You people have always been Christians. Is that right? No, no, no. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody believed in the Lord when you did not even believe in yourself. So Job was always afraid when the children came together to celebrate. He said, they're going to say something wrong. They're going to curse God and so on. He would sacrifice. But Job says, what I always feared. Now, let me ask you this. What do you always fear? Has happened to me, and what I dreaded has come true. I'm glad that Job was more more honest than some of us. Because you know why God allowed Job to say this? It was so that you and I will learn from this portion, so that we don't go the way Job went. And let me ask you this. And there are very important questions. Are you using your energy to believe God for great things to happen? Or are you incessantly worried about your job, your business, your children, your health? Who knows what else you're worrying about? Are you always worried that something bad may happen to you? Or are you expecting something good to happen to you even during this pandemic? Yeah, he gave a testimony. He said, I did not, I did not uh, expect to have a, a text that $4,000 was coming into my account. But he did not go around wondering what's going to happen to me. Am I going to lose my house? No, Roland, he's always in the wood. He's always, you know, he sent me a confession that he makes with his little boy on a regular basis. Do you have a confession that you make? I'm not even talking about something that you write down. When you wake up in the morning, what do you say? Oh, me, another day. Or you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm entering into this day with thanksgiving and in faith. I know that God has set up some great things for me, some awesome things for me. He's set up divine appointments for me. He's set up favor for me. He's opening the door for me. He's giving me breakthrough in every area of my life. Are you expecting something good to happen to you on this Sunday? Or are you waiting for the bank to open tomorrow? Are you consumed with fear or with faith in God and his word? Did you know that fear works just like faith? But in the opposite direction. Faith opens the door for God to work in your life. But fear opens the door for the enemy to get into your life and work in your life. Too often we fear, we fear for the worst. Now, if you were to go home today and uh, somebody from the sheriff department knocks at your door, you open and you saw that it's, a, it's a, a somebody from the sheriff department, would you say, hallelujah, <laughs> he's bringing me. A big check. Oh, somebody just sued me. Too often we fear for the worst instead of believing for the best. Many people spend so much time in fear of things that won't even happen. You know, I once heard the story of this man whose wife 
was always afraid that burglars will come into their house and uh, rob them of their valuables. She would wake the husband in the middle of the night and say, I heard some noise downstairs. Come on, go and check and, find, and make sure that they, they haven't come. She'd stare on him until he would go down to check and find out that nothing, you know, she just heard the noise in his mind, in her mind. There was no noise. This went on for years. And one night she woke up and she said, there's somebody downstairs. The husband says, honey, you've done this for about 10 years. And she said, I'm I'm not going to lie down until you go downstairs. So he went downstairs like he did in the past. He went downstairs to check out. Guess what? Unlike the past, this time, as he went down the stairs, he met a burglar at the bottom of the stairs. The burglar pointed a gun at him and said, if you... Make any sound you are dead. Just go bring all of your jewelry and cash right now, and you're going to be safe. So the man just went upstairs, emptied the wife's jewelry box, got all the cash that was in the house, and brought it down, gave it to the burglar. When the burglar was about to leave, the man said, wait a minute, you can't just live like that. And he said, I can live. He said, no, you can't. And he said, why? He said, you need to come upstairs and meet my wife. Because she's been expecting you to visit us for the past 10 years. You did not get the story, did you? Ladies, please don't be like this lady here. Man, because this could have been a man too. No, you can't live. Why? You need to meet your friend. She's been expecting you to visit for the past 10 years. If you don't know that fear carries torments, how many of you understand what I'm talking about? That you really can't live a life when you are living in fear. It torments you in the night, in the day, when you are driving, when you are sitting at home, I'm talking about you are sitting there thinking that you are watching a pastor preach, but you are in Tico somewhere in Africa because you are so afraid that somebody might break into the house or something bad may happen. But I thank God that perfect love casts out fear. John writes in First John chapter 4, verse 8, says, There is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. If you know that uh, your wife loves you, you're not going to be sitting there worrying about her meeting some other person. You're going to know wherever he is, you are safe. Did you hear me say, wherever he is, you are safe. But he who fears has not been made perfect. In other words, is not mature in love. The person who is living in fear is not mature in love. What do you mean? What this portion of the scripture is saying is that the antidote 
the, the answer to fear is for you to have a revelation, a genuine revelation of God's love. When you have a genuine revelation of God's love, you are not going to be afraid of anything. Because when you know that God loves you, you know that he's going to provide for you. Is that right? You know that he's going to protect you. Is that right? You know that he's going to take care of your children. Is that right? You know, you know that they, even if the enemy strikes you with something, God is going to come through for you. Amen? The Bible says that fear is merciless. You know what I, I, when I think about torments, a person that torments you is a merciless person. He wants, he wants to get, you know, he stares on you and does everything that he can to make you miserable. That's what fear does to people. But a true revelation of God's love knows that if God is for you, nobody can be against you. That if God did not spare his son, but freely gave him for you, that he will never hold back anything. He will heal you. He will deliver you. He will provide for you. He will preserve you. He will be there for you when nobody else is there for you. A true revelation of God's love for you, cast out, in other words, uh, drives fear away. So if you are living in fear now, could it be that you have not yet matured in God's love? Because those, those who live in fear are often robbed of the joy of life. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You're going to be living a miserable life, fearing, being afraid of something that will never happen. The enemy is going to use that to torment you. You better stay up and pray for your daughter. You better stay up and pray for your son. You better stay up and pray for your business. You better stay up. And the, the prayer that you are praying is not in faith, it's in fear. In the night, those people who live in fear can't sleep due to fear. In the morning, they are afraid to wake up. They are afraid to get out of bed. I did not want to say wake up. They are afraid to get out of bed because they don't know what is out there. If you live in fear instead of faith, fear will keep you sad. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? It will keep you depressed, will keep you miserable, will keep you lonely. So many people are missing out in God's joy, in God's peace, in God's victory. This is because they keep giving in to fears. The enemy will attack you and me and every one of us with fear, but it is your responsibility and mine to say, no. Somebody say, no. I'm going to go by what God has told me in his word. He said that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm here. Yes, thank God for the doctor's prognosis. But let me tell you this, that my God is a healer. My God is a provider. My God is a, is a, a preserver. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores me. He restores me. He restores my, my mind. He restores my thinking. He restores my soul. Even though I may walk through the shadow of the, the valley of the shadow of death. How many of you have ever walked in darkness before? I will fear no evil. I will not be afraid. Because you know what? For God is with me. Somebody, God is with me. 
you are running, you are starved, they will comfort me. You prepare a table. Even when you are in the valley of the shadow of death, down there at the end, God is already preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemy. He is anointing your head with oil. Your cup is running over. Hallelujah. Surely, someone says, surely, certainly, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Oh, follow me just one day, two days, one now, all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Even if I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, as long as God is there with me, I'm safe. Yes. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I will fear no evil. I will. Are you sitting up all night fearing evil? Do you know that God is with you? You are rotten, you are starved, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the pre- so what you are going through now is going to lead to celebration. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is setting you up. And he's going to invite the enemy to come and watch you. Celebrate. Hallelujah. The very same thing that the enemy wanted to use to disrupt your life is the same thing that you're going to use to cut his head off. My cup runs to the middle. No, your cup, everybody watching me, those of you sitting in this sanctuary, your cup is about to overflow. Your cup is about to overflow. Listen to me, people. Your cup, I do receive it. And I release your harvest. Listen to me. Watch me again, people. Your cup is not just running to the middle. It's overflowing. You know why God wants it to overflow? So that you can be a blessing to other people. God said to Abraham, I will bless you that you will be a blessing. Paul writes, and God is able. Some of them are God is able. God is able to make his favor. God is releasing his favor to you and you and you and you and you and you and you people watching me. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Jesus, help me to be able to settle down and deliver this thing. Hey, hey, I can see God's favor, God's grace, God's goodness. God is able to make his grace to overflow towards you, Terry, that you always being Sufficient in all things, material, physical, spiritual, that you will be able to abound in every good work. That means that when God wants you to bless you, he blesses you real good. You know why he wants to bless you real good? So that you can be real good to other people. That's why you can't live in fear. Because so many people I'm missing out on God's joy, God's peace, God's victory. This is because they keep giving into fears, fear of death, fear of sickness, fear that they might get robbed and lose their job or lose their job, fear that their the relationship is not going to last. My relationship with my wife and you people going to last until the day that the Lord takes me home. Amen. 
These people, they feed their fears by what they see and hear and meditate on. Don't you know that you, you continue to focus on something is going to get wrong? Something is going to get wrong. You continue to uh, focus on something is going to get right. Something is going to get right. These people, they worry about all the bad things that could happen. Let me tell you this, my friend. Beginning this morning, make a decision that you are going to live in faith in God, a life of faith in God and his goodness. Always think about goodness. The Lord is good to me. How many of you can say that God has been good to you? Now, he did not bring you this for Terry. He did not bring you this for to abandon you, Crystal. He's been good. I, I don't know about you, but I can tell you that God has been good to me Amen. and my family and this ministry and our partners. So beginning today, make a decision that you are going to live a life of faith in God and his goodness and his faithfulness. Wake up in the morning expecting good surprises from God. I've never heard anybody say that. But as I was preparing, God said, let my people wake up in the morning and expect, instead of expecting that something bad is going to happen. Expect Good surprises from God. Expect to be healed of the condition that you've been struggling with for years. Expect for your husband to be saved and to serve the Lord. Expect some flower that, uh, you know, uh, is not, is not uh, Valentine's Day. It's not birthday. You just, uh, somebody knocks at the door and you see a bouquet of uh, a thousand roses. He said, your husband just want to say, thank you for being my wife. Somebody say, well, I don't believe that. I say, according to your faith, be done unto you. And somebody say, that's me. Pastor is talking about I say, amen to that. Expect some huge financial blessing to overtake you. Did you hear his testimony? We were just sitting there. I mean, we were just standing there talking. I can't even remember where. And he said, wow. I said, what's that? I want to see it. And he said, look at this. Look at this text here. Somebody said, me too. How are you going to do that? Be able to experience that. Get into the word of God and stay in there until your faith is built in the area that you are weak right now. Stop worrying about your children and your spouse. Take care of yourself. You are too controlling. Stop worrying about your business because you remember that there was a time that you did not have any business. You did not give that business to you. God gave it to you. God will protect it. God will expand it. God will blow, get that ceiling to blow uh, 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 through the ceiling. Because it's not about you that God gave you the business. It's about God wanting to show up and show out and use you to be a blessing. Not just only to your family. To the families all over the world. Pray for and release your family into God's hands. Instead of staying up all night worrying about whether your husband or your wife is going to leave you. Continue to talk like that, and one day you're going to come back. The only thing that you're going to see is a big, beautiful house where somebody has left. 
But if you pray and release your family to the Lord, God's peace will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 to 8 says, don't worry about anything. Someone said, don't worry about anything. It doesn't say, don't worry about something. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, grumble and gripe and try to do everything to change your wife. No, pray about everything. Tell God what you want. And thank God for all that he's already done. Then, there will, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we could understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God, like I'm teaching now, or you listen to the word uh, audio, or you read it, or you watch some teaching on the television, whatever. You have to feed on the word. When you feed on negative, you're going to see so many negatives surrounding you. But when you feed on the word, you're going to see every time that you, uh, everywhere that you move, the word, the manifestation of the word is going to be pop. Out. So fill your heart and fill your mind with God's word instead of worries. Because the more you fill your heart with God's word, the stronger you will be. And the stronger you will be, the more you will be able to stand any assault of the enemy, any powers of darkness. If you, are always, if you always act on fear instead of faith, it will keep you depressed, miserable, and lonely. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Everybody, everybody on the sound, on the sound of my voice, you have experienced this. But it's time to switch over. So many people are missing out on God's joy, God's peace, God's victory. This is because they keep giving into fears. They feed fears by what they see, what they hear, what they meditate on. They worry and dwell on those bad things. Tell somebody, don't do that to yourself. Always bear in mind, my friend, that the power that is in you is greater than the power of fear. See, there are thoughts that will come to you and say, oh, you're not going to be able to do this. Why do you always want to try? Stay right where you are. Because you say, no, 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 don't stay right where you are. Step out little by little. Someone says, step out little by little. No, 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 you will not be able to fulfill your destiny if you are so comfortable in your comfort zone. You need to expand your comfort zone. Try to do something different sometimes. The freedom and the victory that Christ died for, he wants you to inherit. He died to secure for you a total freedom. How many of you know that God wants you to live from being in bondage to fear? He wants you to live a total life of freedom from fear. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. It says, therefore, if you are raised with Christ, that means that the, when Christ died, guess what? You died with him. When he was resurrected, you were resurrected with him. He says, therefore, if you are raised with Christ, look for the things that are above. Not all of the problems here that are surrounding you, that are above where Christ is sitting at God's right hand. Think about the things above, not the things on earth. 
That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you are so heavenly that you are no good to us here on earth. What he's saying is that don't focus on the problem that you see. Focus on the victory that has already been won for you. You died. Somebody, you died. So if the enemy says you are going to die, say, how many times will I have to die? I've already died. Somebody says, I'm going to kill you. You say, you can't kill a dead man. Because when Christ died, I died with him. You died and your life is hidden. Somebody said, my life is hidden. Dennis, your life is hidden. Honey, your life is hidden. Ubong, your life is hidden. Mary, your life is hidden. Roland, your life is hidden. You people watching me, your life is hidden with Christ in God. In other words, you are in Christ and Christ is in God. And before anybody get, can get to you, they have to go through God and go through Christ to get you. How many of you know that that's impossible? In case you have forgotten, let me remind you again, people, that when Christ died, you died with him. When he was raised from the dead, you were raised with him. And when he ascended to heaven, you ascended into heaven with him. And when he was glorified, you were glorified with him. Right now, you are sitting in the heavenlies with Christ. All power. Remember what it says? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and all tongues. Some of the all tongues. That means that it is, if it has a name, where is it, Terry? Under Jesus principalities, powers, dominions, evil things, all depths, all disease, all sickness, all poverty, all threats by the enemy. I am sitting in the heavenly with Jesus and whatever comes is under my feet. I can trample it with my feet. Sickness, disease, death under your feet. Poverty and lack, they are under your feet. So celebrate your victory instead of being afraid of the enemy. Let me tell you this, my friend. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who on earth can be against you, Valina? The answer is no one. They may try to do something bad to you, but I tell you what. When they come against you, Terry, in one direction, God is going to chase them away in seven directions. That's what the Bible tells us. Let me tell you this. Great expectations make great lives. May I say that again? (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody here say hallelujah. Somebody say glory. When you expect something good, you are going to live a great life. Because whatever you expect is going to be attracted to you. Great expectations make great lives. Second Corinthians 9, it says, and God is able, somebody said, God is able, is able to make all grace, all favor abound towards you. In other words, fly towards you. How many of you can see financial favor flowing to you? Health favor flowing to you? Relationship favor flowing to you. How many of you can see you having favor at job? Favor in your business with your employees. Somebody say, I have a favor from God 
and that favor is Gikipo Turema Kayanda. That favor, hallelujah. That favor permeates the atmosphere and touching every life. Oh, Jesus. Make his grace to overflow. Some of the overflow. That you always having all things in sufficiency. Does that include your health? Does that include your wealth? Does that include your wisdom? Does that include money? Does that include oh peace of mind? How many of you would like to have an overflowing peace of mind? Because when you have an overflowing peace of mind, it spills over to your members of your family, and from your family to your neighbors, and from your neighbors to your hey, hey, puri hey, 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 are you people listening to me? You have favor with God that you will be able to have abundance. Some of the abundance. For every good work. I want you people watching. I want you people in the house. To make up your mind from this moment. That you are always going to expect the best from God in life. God does not want you to just get by. And barely make it. He wants you to live a life of abundance. and Some of the abundance. What does abundance mean? It means uh, it, it means super su, su, super flow. Hallelujah! Super size, some super size, super size house, super size car, super size joy, super size peace, super size uh, okay. relationship with people around you. He wants you to have a life of abundance and overflow. He wants you to live every day expecting spectacular, some of the spectacular, some of the spectacular breakthroughs, open doors. Hallelujah. Make up your mind to thrive regardless of the location. Make up your mind that you're going to thrive in Eatonton, Georgia. You're going to thrive in Atlanta. You're going to thrive wherever. It doesn't matter how far away into the country that you are. I am going to thrive. Hallelujah. Because thrive is in me. I am in God. I am in Christ and Christ is in God and thrive is in us. Expect God's goodness to follow you all the days of your life. The Bible tells us that the righteous shall flourish. He shall flourish like palm tree. He shall flourish like cedar in Lebanon, having been planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the anointing, planted in the word, planted in the name, planted uh, by the cross, the righteous shall flourish in the courts of our God. He shall bear fruit in all age. Michael, he shall bear fruit in all age, that it will be known that the Lord is good. When he is old, he is thriving. When he is, uh, he's going to be looking soon, 
good that at the age of 90, somebody says, how old are you? And you say, guess, and they're going to say, you must be 25 years old. And you say, thank you very much. Having been planted in the house of the Lord, the righteous shall flourish in the courts of our God. He will bear fruit in all age, that it will be seen and known that the Lord is good. God wants to show up, and God wants to show up and show up in your life, in your, in your body, in your mind, in your business, in your job place. God does not want to just you to have, thank God for the job, but God wants to give you a business so that you can give other people jobs. Don't just live hoping to survive till the next problem comes. Expect to thrive in every area of your life, no matter where you live. Expect to have the best year ever in your business, in your marriage, in, in anything that you do. Are you, is anybody here listening? I'm just preaching to myself. Did you people hear that God says, expect to have the best that you've ever had in life? Yeah, you had it good in the past, but God says it's going to be, it's going to get good. Expect sudden bursts of manifestation and sudden bursts. Sudden bursts of manifestation of God's goodness to you. Expect not just a trickle or a stream of God's favor, but a flood. Somebody say a flood. God is sending a flood of goodness, mercy. Oh, Kimu Kurema Kayanda, provision, protection. A flood of God's power, provision, healing, deliverance into your household. Choose to live a life. That is consistent with the word of God. Live a life of consistent supernatural breakthrough in every area of your life. You are going to live a life of expectancy of the best that God has ever offered. I want you to expect to prosper in every area of your life. Even in the desert. Expects even the negative situations to turn around for your own good. Because the Bible tells us that all things tells us that all things work together. All things, not some things, all things, the bad, the good, the ugly, they will work together for our good because we love the Lord and because we are called according to his purpose. Expect the negative situation to turn around for your good. That's how to live in faith instead of fear. Let me again ask you to get into the word of God and let it get into you. Instead of thinking like the world think, oh, this is the pandemic pandemic time. I I can't wait for the the pandemic to be over. You are going to put your life on hold until the pandemic is over. Live your life because God is still alive. So instead of thinking like the world, talk like God talks. Instead of talking, the world talk, talk God's promises. Expect grace. How many of you are going to leave this building this morning expecting, I'm talking about expecting some good things to happen to you? Expect great things, and they will be attracted to you. I want to encourage you to spend time. 
Meditating on God's promises. Confessing God's promises. And if you do, you will be a tree that is planted by the river of water. You will bear your fruits. It doesn't matter the season. You will bear your fruits in your season. Your leaves will never wither. Whatever you do will prosper. Did anybody get anything from this morning? Did anybody get anything from this morning? Go ahead and give the Lord a hand. And if you are there and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know that there is a way back to God from the dark parts of sin. There is a door that is open that you may come in. It starts at Calvary. Jesus died for you. All of your sins of the past and the present, they have been dealt with at the cross. And all that you have to do, come just like you are. And when you come just like you are, you are going to find out that God is good. Was anybody blessed this morning? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say glory. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.